0: Hi, this is John Poiken, Clinical Informatics Director at U.S. Memorial Healthcare, and you're listening to the PTR Pharmacy Podcast.
1: Today's PTR Pharmacy Podcast is: There a lack of technology innovation in the pharmacy industry? Is it with two special guests, Jerry Farney who has been a licensed pharmacist in California since obtaining his PharmD degree from the University of California, and is now in the private space working for a technology company uh, in the West Coast, specifically in the pharmacy informatics uh, technology sector. And also we're joined today by John Poinkman, who is a PharmD. He has had numerous positions as a pharmacy administrator, He's an avid informatics uh, pharmacy blogger. Uh, During the 1980s, he's director of pharmacy for a contract pharmacy management firm and joined Megasource Clinical Systems and was the first pharmacist to help grow a hospital pharmacy software system, which was acquired by Cerner. Very excited to have both John and Jerry joining us today uh, on the 20th episode of the PTR Pharmacy Podcast. Good evening. This is Todd Urey, Executive Director with the Pharmacy Technology Resource, and this is the PTR Pharmacy Podcast. This is our 20th episode. I'm excited to say that uh, we have uh, two uh, veterans in the pharmacy technology space, um, and um, we have a returning guest um, with us tonight, uh, Jerry Farney, and uh, we have a a new um, guest to the PTR Pharmacy Podcast, John and I'm going to let both of them introduce themselves and we'll start off with uh, Jerry just to give us some of your background again and uh, bring us up to date what's going on in Jerry Farney's world um, as a a very avid blogger in the pharmacy informatics, pharmacy technology space. Uh, Good evening, Jerry. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great, Todd. Uh, Give you a little bit of background. I've been a pharmacist for about uh, 13 years, mostly acute care pharmacy. Spent the last... uh, I guess it's two years working as an IT pharmacist in the Central Valley of California, and I uh, recently changed jobs and uh, been working in industry for about five days.
1: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Welcome to industry. (laughs) Thanks. And we have John on the line as well. John, how are you tonight?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks, Todd.
1: John, you and, I, you and I are East Coasters, and we're experiencing some, uh, some torrential downpours over the last 24 hours.
0: Yes, I have a question. My, uh, I bought a new hard drive that's been out in the rain all night, all day, so I'm curious whether that's going to work or not when I plug it in.
2: <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Just dry it out first. Yeah.
1: If it does work, uh, John, I think there's a commercial in your future.
0: <laughs> well, uh, and I'm old enough to, to remember the Timex ads of uh, it, it, it keeps on ticking. So um, I'm, I'm currently working uh, at UMass Memorial Healthcare. I'm, in, in my 30 some odd years of, uh, of pharmacy work, I've, I've spent about half my time in, in the vendor world and, and about half my time in the provider world and uh they both provide some uh wonderful characteristics. Um, so I think I uh, I've been blessed to work for some terrific companies and some terrific health systems uh and and my uh blogging uh, world is rxinformatics.com, which is kind of separate from from the day job, and it's a labor of love. And I and, and we're fortunate enough at rxinformatics.com to have a number of people that contribute, including Jerry, um, to some uh, terrific posts. So,
1: excellent. That's me. Excellent, thank you. And and I am an avid reader of of your blog as well. Um, the uh, the topic for this evening that I'm really wanting to dig in with both of you, and the uh, title of uh, Jerry's uh, blog um, is who's to blame for the lack of advancement in pharmacy automation and technology and um, I added of course as a as a title um, uh, subsidiary to that if so why and and, you know who's to blame so I'm going to start out with just opening it up to um, to you John and and just go through you know in the acute care pharmacy setting, independent pharmacy setting, long-term care pharmacy setting, and even the up-and-coming and and rising um, specialty pharmacy setting, there is still a dramatic difference in the basics and the structure and the usability and the return on investment and the planning and um, the support and management of all things information technology automation in um, in each of those spaces in comparison to the banking industry, in comparison to um, um, technology development, in comparison to telecommunications? And first of all, John, why do you think that is? And, and what do you think as uh, pharmacy technologists uh, we can do about it?
0: Wow, that's quite a question. Um, so... Uh I mean, I think, you know, we've, the pharmacy has paralleled the healthcare industry in their lack of spending on IT. I mean, I think the banking industry spends around 10 to 12% of their, uh, gross revenues on IT. I believe healthcare, I haven't seen stats lately, but you know, it was, it was in the one or 2% range. Um, you know, with the high tech act, high tech act, of the era legislation, 2009, I think there's sort of a renaissance going on in 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 healthcare IT spending. So I think that's the good news. Uh, I'm not sure that's contrib- I'm not sure that's contributing to innovation. I think the the uh, the jury is still out on that. I well, I would be interested in 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 some of your observations too, Todd, from the different segments within pharmacy. Uh, of the different um, perspectives of what's happening and, and the innovation going on, you know, you know I'm, I've been around the outpatient world. I've been around the inpatient world. Only little, I've only been a little bit peripheral to the long-term care world, um, and, and I'm a little uh, closer to the specialty pharmacy world. So, um, if I take those segments just briefly, uh, I can I can give a, a you know my. Uh, uh, brief view of that. Um, I bought a uh, I was in the market for a outpatient pharmacy system f- five years ago um, and the marketplace was quite frankly depressing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, when I reviewed a number of systems that we wanted to install in a what is today a very high volume uh, High-intensity ambulatory pharmacy with lots of uh, with a high with a, with a very uh, diverse set of requirements, you know, from MTM to specialty to mail order uh, on a small scale um, to transplant services and to just pure volume uh, pharmacy if with uh, ED services and and you know a bunch of clinics around it. <clears throat> so you know, in the seven eight hundred. Uh, prescriptions a day range, and really there was I mean the marketplace was um, oh, I don't know it was a back to the future kind of thing. I mean, I mean, I saw very little innovation, very little um, lots of legacy software, uh, and uh, uh, was very difficult to decide on what software to to purchase. So I decide, at the time, we decided to buy, a, go into a development partnership with a vendor um, who had some innovative technology. And sort of, uh, while closed loop is used a lot in the inpatient world, um, this was more of a closed loop uh, end-to-end checking uh, in an ambulatory world, um, which I think is a little bit more prevalent now today. But at that, at that time, um, um, it was very innovative, um, and we used and we went into a partnership with ScriptPro. The maker of the robots, but they had a, uh, a a complete pharmacy management system that we that we went into uh, uh, that we did a deal with, basically.
1: The um, the piece in uh, Jerry's blog um, uh, is there a lack of technology innovation uh, in the pharmacy industry that uh, that I first kind of jumped on, grabbed onto is. Um, is the, the possible reasons for this. Is there a clear lack of pharmacist involvement in the development of pharmacy automation and technology? And um, with that, um, are there pharmacists out there who have dabbled in software development but really haven't had the atmosphere or the financial backing or even, goodness gracious, the time, for goodness sakes, to actually follow through with such development and such input to then really produce an overall difference in where the uh, technology and the automation industry as a whole is really going. Um, Jerry, let's let's hear from you and just understanding um, does healthcare administration and pharmacy owners fail? do they fail to see the big picture?
2: Well, I, I, I think they do. Um, I don't think they look at the big picture at all and it, that's understandable when you're looking at the, the small independents, I mean it's basically a game of survival, so I can understand why they don't look at the big picture. Uh, when you look at the chains, and obviously the chains are out there to make money, but they're out there to make money for themselves, so I also understand why they don't see the big picture. When you get into the acute care market and the long-term care market, I, I have a little more trouble with it. but. I definitely don't think they look at the overall picture when they do something. You know, and this goes back to John's point. Um, you know, he was in the market for an outpatient system, and he couldn't find what he's looking for, so he partnered with somebody to build him basically a better mousetrap. So, you know, John went out there and, and got somebody to partner with him, and, and he he did what he thought was necessary to get the functionality that he wanted, but now he has the functionality, and I'm sure ScriptPro took advantage of that. and and used it in, in uh, other implementation and other functionality for their other products. But, you know, one thing I always look at is when pharmacists develop something, I mean, I, I've played with a lot of development software and, and done a lot of things, but uh, it's always kind of on the surface. You have an idea of what you want to do, and, and you may dabble in it a little bit, but you don't have the resources or, you know, quite honestly, the ability to create some of these products that really need to be created and it's not that you don't want to it's that you don't have the engineering know-how or the uh, the software skills to do it or the uh, manufacturing resources behind you to do it and then you take a look at some of the larger companies and uh, the larger companies have an idea uh, of what they think healthcare wants or what they think pharmacy wants uh, but they're not actually asking the pharmacy so you, you've got two different approaches you have the technology or the people out there that can clearly build the technology that you need and you have the healthcare side and they know what they want uh, but they're not really communicating very well and so you know you can ask an engineer to build anything uh, but you have to give them some direction as what you want because they're they're not going to see uh, exactly what you're after and so I, I definitely think that's starting to uh, the gap is starting to close a little bit but I still think the gap is is tremendous I mean for me it doesn't make any sense why uh, you know anybody that, that's out there in the market, like uh, independent pharmacy, for example, why they don't make better use of, of technology is it kind of baffles me. Um, but they don't see the fact that increased use of technology could actually save them money in the long run. But everybody wants to look at the acute picture and you know what can it save me at this moment? I may spend some money now, but they can't see two years from now the advantage of investing in that technology and bringing it along. So that's kind of where I was coming from when I when I wrote that little blog piece.
1: Yeah, the uh, independent pharmacist. You, you really, you know, hit the nail on the head. They, they, they have invested in a, um, for example, a pharmacy management system, a pharmacy software system, or um, sometimes they're only dispensing systems. But even some of those antiquated, older systems, some of them even still based on DOS. For goodness sakes, I have to go back to the independent pharmacist and in. And agree with you, Jerry. They're they're not even using 50% 60% of the system's functionality uh, in its in its current capacity, and we're not even talking about you know any real innovation. Um, the last you know innovation that I still hear some of these independent pharmacies talking about is asking me when I'm doing a consult with them. Well, does the system have barcoding capabilities? And it. And it makes me stop and, uh, you know, cough up my coffee or my water and and be like, excuse me, does it have barcoding capabilities? Are you serious? You know, wasn't that in 1986 or something when that came out? But nonetheless, so it's it's understanding what today's capabilities of, of technology is, but it's also understanding what needs to happen in the evolution of the pharmacy business overall independent specialty long-term care um, outpatient pharmacy understanding that this is a business that we're running and if I use technology correctly as a tool for improving of my business will actually be more profitable and will actually help to drive costs downward and will actually help to save. Health care systems um, dollar after dollar, so it's a new way of thinking, starting with the business first and then placing the technology second and understanding the effects that that has um, as a trickle down the yes, sy- no, I mean- the system designer John what I'm wondering about is you know how do they become more intimate with with the pharmacy industry
0: um I guess I want to, to at least make a comment on, on, on both of yours uh, uh, points, uh, not uh, really to supplement them, um, uh, because I am living in the academic medical center world, um, there, and 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 I'm out of the um, outpatient or ambulatory pharmacy world. Um, I think there, um, I tend to look at the glass a little bit more half full. Um, around clinical computing, so I think um, I think there is some relatively good innovation happening around clinical computing, and maybe we can talk about that as well. Um, but to answer your question, Todd, about how can we get more involved in um, in the development of systems and, and in partnership with um, computer scientists? and uh, uh, system engineers and, you know, uh, lean processes and all of that thing, all of those things, I I, I think um, it's as much as awareness as anything um, that those things are out there and to get and to jump into them. I mean, uh, you know, by and large, um, the pharmacy profession tends to be a little bit myopic in their uh, view of the world. uh, And I'm not trying to cast um, generalizations, but, but um, c- certainly that's been my experience, um, and, and it takes uh, a little bit more global thinking and a little bit more creativity um, to say how you can apply software and automation to different processes to make them better, whether they, they be business or clinical.
1: Jerry, you and I have talked about um, handheld mobile technologies before, and you know that opened up kind of a, a different um, uh, doorway. But it was still basically uh, the use of technology um, to make sense and and to uh, help drive the business, to help drive workflow, to help drive improve process. Um, do vendors, Jerry, do they follow the same old, same old um, approach? Uh, and and actually fear innovation for being the first uh, or the bleeding edge provider of technologies, feeling that the um, that the pharmacy user may not uh, adopt such uh, innovation.
2: You know, I don't I don't think there's a lack of innovation in uh, kind of industry. I think it's more of what you said, the latter there. I think there's a fear. Um, well, not necessarily a fear. You know, they bring things to market or they have ideas out there and, and nobody's willing to bite on them. So if they're, if they're uh, I don't want to say too innovative, but too futuristic in their ideas, uh, John hit it on the head. You know, pharmacy, we, we move very slow. We have a narrow view. We're looking to solve problems that we have right now. Very few uh, pharmacies or very few healthcare systems are looking to solve problems that uh, may not exist yet. So when a manufacturer or, or a maker of a piece of software or something brings an idea to the table that, you know, is really cutting edge, uh, most people just say, well, you know, that's not a problem we have now or it doesn't apply to any system we have right now, so why should we even worry about it? So I don't actually think the lack of um, innovation is, is on the the vendor side. I, I think it's more on the healthcare. I just think we're so slow to adopt, you know, pretty much what John was saying. The other thing, the other point I wanted to make is, uh, a manufacturer may make an awesome piece of software or hardware, and it may do 40 different things. And you set it in a pharmacy, and the pharmacy technicians and the pharmacist and anybody that touches that piece of technology uses about 10% of it, and they forget about the other 90%. And then somebody says, hey, I wish this did you know X, Y, Z, when in fact it it's been able to do X, Y, Z for the last three years. We've just never used it. So, I think that's another piece of the puzzle. You have this incredible functionality out there, nobody's using it half the time.
1: Plus, the uh, lack of um, implementation support sometimes from uh, the vendor can also um, cause kind of a lapse in uh, feature, function, benefit to the uh, end user. And um, you know that that's also part of uh, really closing that circle. Um, to make sure that uh, the pharmacy entity is taking advantage of the capabilities of the of the um, of the new technology new automation and that just comes with expectation too you know if you you for example I'm going to ask uh, both of you to give me an example of a pharmacy system that you might have been involved in, in implementing but um, you come in you, you choose the system you go through an RFP process possibly sometimes you don't uh, you 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 make the purchase you receive your two to three day training the you know the trainers uh, slash uh, vendor solutions providers they leave and now you're on your own to to kind of try to bring this new technology to to true production so what with both of you or either of you have either of you experienced an entire system uh, Im- implementation and and what's proven to be um, successful and what's what's uh What's been an example of of something that's not been as successful with regards to implementing new technology?
2: Go ahead, John.
0: Um, Well, okay, so um, I had the uh, pleasure to design a pharmacy system from the ground up for a vendor. Um, And um, early on, we we got some uh, pharmacists involved to uh, monitor uh, the progress of our development. Um, I think one of the um, most eye-opening experiences I had was building a barcode meds administration system. Um, and on the surface, it makes sense. It um, makes, a, 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 you know, it's easy to comprehend that, you know, barcode patient, barcode med, right drug, right time, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, uh, the failure came in completely underestimating the workflow, not only within the pharmacy, but within the, within the, uh, nursing, um, uh, uh, not only one, one facility, but multiple facilities and the multiple workflows that one needed to accommodate for the, you know, literally hundreds of different uh, variations of, of medication delivery. And so, um, i I still think that there's a, a lack of uh, understanding in a lot of the barcode bins administration systems out there in um, uh, in in some of the uh, um, standard um, software packages um, so so an example of so that's to me that was my uh, example of of failing to fully recognize the workflow implications of software development.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I'll tell you one thing, Todd. It's hard for me to give specific examples. I've been uh, very fortunate. The the time I spent as an IT pharmacist um, in acute care, we had a lot of projects. Uh, We rebuilt the pharmacy from the ground up. We installed a lot of carousel technology, automated packaging technology, uh, as John alluded to, barcoding technology, of IV automation anyway we did a lot of stuff and and one thing in general um, is that it seems to be easier to implement a piece of hardware than it is to implement a piece of software or a system and john alluded to this barcoding on the surface is is a very simple thing look you you barcode the product you send it upstairs you scan the product it registers it says yay or it says no uh, unfortunately, there's a lot between uh, the barcoding process and the patient process. Uh, you got a lot of human factors involved. Uh, you have a lot of products that aren't readable. You have a lot of issues with the hardware and the software involved. Um, and it's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, looking at the analytics on the back end of why things don't work or or why scans went wrong is is uh, it's mind-numbing. And it's the data, the amount of data you collect is phenomenal. And so. Uh, It didn't work quite as well uh, up front as we thought it would, but you had to work through it. But in terms of our hardware installations, typically there's a small learning curve, and after a a couple of weeks, you know the light bulb goes on and people start to get it, and you you make tweaks to your workflow, and then it's just part of the deal and it works out. Uh, On the software side, it's much harder to get a vendor uh, to make a drastic change to a piece of software. For example, a pharmacy information system, this is where I found failure where we upgraded our pharmacy information system, and instead of improving functionality, uh, it, it made it more of a user-friendly environment. But unfortunately, we lost some of the functionality. Uh, and you, you know, if you would have known that in advance, if you were to really taken a good look at it, you may not have done the upgrade at the time. And so, that's just my general experience. I don't have like a specific story of where one vendor failed and then another vendor failed. Just in general, you know, hardware seems a lot easier to implement than software. Is that true, John?
0: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, on the topic of innovation, though, I, I, I at least want to um, make a comment on what Bill Churchill at Partners Healthcare calls the people peopleware. Um, I mean, and, and uh, I'm not sure I fully answered, you know, why there is a dearth of uh, of, of innovation in, in the pharmacy realm, but, um, I, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, uh publicizing and celebrating uh some of the innovations in the industry and the and, and look there there uh, there are they are relatively few and far between um, but the the peopleware issue of innovators within the, the pr- profession who have access to and ability to innovate within hardware and software environments, um, I, I think um, needs more publicity, more celebration. Uh, and and um, uh, so other people will gravitate to that. Um, there are, I mean, there are lots of exciting, uh, innovative uh, things going on. uh, uh they just have not necessarily um, made, it, made their way to, um, you know, widespread adoption. Uh, I think the, um, one of the uh, examples of this people wear issue most recently was the ASHP uh, pharmacy, uh, the, um, pharmacy practice model initiative. Um, there was great fanfare about being very innovative in their thinking, uh, about you can't uh, get out of, uh, you can't solve problems by the same method you got that, got that, you, you, scratch that. Well, Einstein's, what was Einstein's quote? Help me out with that. You can't, you can't get out of a problem with the same kind of thinking that got you into it. Right. Um, and so there was great fanfare around that to be innovative yet. Yet the output of that conference was uh, anything but innovative. It was incredibly um, uh, old school, a lot, of, a lot of the same thinking that um, pharmacists have been talking about for 20, 30, and even 40 years. And, and I was uh, incredibly disappointed in the, the innovation of pharmacy thinking from that conference, and I think that's emblematic of why there is not more innovation within the pharmacy software industry.
1: Uh, Jerry, Jerry, you made a comment on your blog about looking forward to the uh, American Society of Healthcare Pharmacy Conference coming up mid-year in December in order to really come together with other pharmacists uh, across the country and really be interested in finding out uh, what their real opinion is of the of the future of uh, pharmacy technology and automation um, what um, what 's the if you had to pick one thing to kind of nail down with regards to the to the world the vast world of automation and technology what 's kind of the um, the one common uh, thread that you think um, going from a healthcare pharmacist to a um, uh, to an independent pharmacist, to a specialty pharmacist, to a long-term care pharmacist, that you could uh, say, you know, this is this is the the silver bullet, perhaps that that needs to be um, advanced more so than than say all of the other attributes or tools that are that are in the arsenal of all things pharmacy.
2: Well, I think that's an impossible question to answer, Todd. <laughs> I'll tell you what? There's one basic idea that I think every pharmacist I've ever talked to, uh, kinda has the same conceptual idea. How do we get away from the physical checking of every single tablet, every single drug that walks out the door, and get to the patient where we can make a difference? Whether it's in acute care, whether you're doing prospective, you know, chart review and you're catching errors and you're, you're actually helping with dosing and disease state management, to the outpatient setting where you're doing uh, medication uh, therapy management and you're, you're doing consultation and you're, and you're making a real difference. So I, I would have to say it's more of a uh, kind of a concept than anything else. What do we need to do in the pharmacy? And I think that's where we need to start is where do we want to be? And then let's move backwards and find the solution instead of saying, well, right now we have, you know, this problem and what can we apply to that problem to, you know, uh, kind of help us get away from it. And I, I think that's, It's kind of what I got out of the PPMI. Is everybody said, okay, you know, here's our problem right now. What can we use currently, you know, to change it? And and John made a great point: is well, you're not going to be able to use what we currently have to change what we're currently doing. You're going to have to think of where we want to be, and then create ideas and solutions to get there. And no matter how ridiculous it seems, you start working from that end of it, and then eventually something will morph. Uh, into a practice model that we want, and that practice model for me is getting the pharmacist, you know, to the patient. And so that's that's what I would say is, is the one thing I want to know is what kind of pharmacy technology and what kind of automation can we use, you know, to move the pharmacist to the patient.
1: Excellent.
0: Right, and there was there was such a um, uh, disappointment in that regard into applying automation to a practice model that there is now a separate group that's gonna be getting together uh, at, the, at the SHP mid-year to come up with a technology practice model or what um, set of initiatives that didn't come out of that um, that really need to be applied if we're going to reach those, if, if we're going to reach that end game.
1: Well, I I can't believe we've we've burnt through our uh, 30 minutes, but we definitely have, and um, I've enjoyed uh, hearing from both of you. This is definitely um, kind of takes from um, your article, uh, Jerry, and appreciate it. Um, I'll be uh, wanting to do a, a follow up with um, with both of you if you'd like, um, based on um, your uh, findings and any um, correlation with any other um, pharmacist technologist uh, while you're at the ASHP. Um, for those listening uh, today, tonight, um, rxinformatics.com is a um, publication where uh, John and Jerry are frequent um, writers. I-, I highly suggest uh, looking at that uh, blog. Once again, it's rxinformatics.com. Uh, um, you could uh, google that as well and, and definitely find it. it's the very first uh, thing that, that comes up on google um, i appreciate both of your time um, uh, we uh, appreciate your feedback and um, your input and um, i wish you uh, both a, a great evening pleasure being here todd
0: thanks todd for your, for your service and uh, putting out these podcasts like and lot. Well.
1: thank you but this was a, uh, another episode of the PTR Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Yuri and um, we'll, be, um, we'll be following up, so stay tuned. And we do have an iTunes uh, downloadable uh, application for your uh, iPod or your uh, iPhone. Um, take a look uh, on the uh, iPhone, iTunes store, and thank you very much.
2: Hey, John.